welcome to Gen Zero, a podcast where we watch and review the Pokemon movies. I'm Sean. And I'm Doug. And thank you for coming to our first podcast. We're going to start off with a little bit of an introduction, and then we'll just get right into reviewing the movies. So, I'm Sean, and I've only watched most of the first season of Pokemon, right up until they got to the uh, Orange Island. I didn't really watch after, actually, after the first movie, I kind of fell off. And I've only played the first gen up until a couple years ago, and then I got back into it really hardcore. Uh, I'm Doug, as I said. I've, well, I've been into Pokemon since before it came out, back since they started previewing it in old Nintendo Powers. Uh, I watched the first several seasons of Pokemon, several movies in the theaters, and, well, I kind of fell out during Gen 3, which is kind of sad, featuring I hear it's one of the best gens. Gen 3 is so good. We'll get right into Pikachu's Vacation, the, the little preamble before the first movie. So, we both went to see this in theaters, right? Yes. Okay. Um, did you get the Mew card? <laughs> no, that, that was the second movie. Oh, was it? Ancient Mew was second I, movie. I could have swore I got it in the first movie. The first movie, you, you got the Dragonite, which everyone got the Dragonite. Okay. Uh, Mewtwo was the rare card. Mm-hmm. And then there were several other small cards which were in between that were completely inconsequential because everyone got the Dragonite, except for my cousin who got the Mewtwo. Ah, lucky. Uh, yeah, I, I, I could have sworn I got the Mew card, but uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, I really liked this movie when I went to see it in the theaters. Except for the ending, but we'll get to that in a second. Okay, so with uh, Pikachu's Vacation, it starts out with Ash leaving all the Pokemon. Do you think that's a daycare? It always felt like a daycare to me. I don't know, because even if it was some kind of Pokemon daycare, you think there would have been like someone around besides yeah, just the Pokemon? To catch the eggs. Then it starts off with everyone leaving the Pokemon, and then the Vitamin C song, Vacation, starts up, which I fucking love that song. The song is so good. Yeah, I, I agree completely. It's a very catchy song. It gets stuck in your head with a drop of a hat. It's my summer jam. Every summer. Um, then it gets to uh, fucking getting Togepi food is the first thing they have to do. Because Togepi's hungry. And they, then the Pikachu does his stretchy face thing. Yeah, it's like he's a stretch Armstrong of Pikachus. Yeah. I mean, I don't recall him ever being able to do that in anything else other than that short. Or any of the other small Pikachu's vacation little shorts. Yeah, me either. I think that's... Then they get to the transition. The first of many <laughs> transitions. Oh, man. I think Holy crap. I think they were put in there specifically for the adults who were high watching the movies. Because... I would imagine, because, yeah, they're pretty trippy. Um, I don't see any other reason for them to be in there. except Well, maybe to fill out time. And then we get introduced to Gen 2 Pokemon for the first time. This is the first time you see any Gen 2 Pokemon in the... Minus Togepi. Well, yeah. Right, right. Except for Togepi, but I don't count Togepi because it's Togepi. And what do they bring out? (laughs) Snubble. And Meryl. Snubble. Fucking Snubble. Why Snubble? What do you have against Snubble? Please please tell everyone you have against Snubble. It is so ugly. And it hates everything because it's pink and ugly. It's uh, it's just a bad Pokemon. I mean, for any Gen 2, I mean, obviously you want to hold off the starters. You don't want to put those into the movie because you want them to be revealed. That's kind of game. odd because usually the starters are one of the first things revealed for each generation. Yeah. Uh, maybe they didn't have 
the starters nailed down just yet, or they wanted to reveal them in the games. But anything but Snubble. Meryl's fine. I didn't really care about Meryl, but Snubble. Um, also, who else is there? Raichu, Cubone, and... Was that all the antagonists? I think it was Raichu, Cubone, Snubble, and Meryl. Meryl. They were the antagonists. Of, okay. Uh, if, you can call, if you can call them that. I mean, they were the bullies of the playground. Do you think that was uh, Lieutenant Surge's Snubble? I always think that because... Snubble? You mean Raichu? Uh, Raichu, sorry, yeah. You Lieutenant think that Surge's was... Raichu? Uh, I'm pretty sure there's more than one Raichu in the world. Yeah, but the way Raichu and Pikachu hated each other always kind of felt like that was an old rivalry. Maybe it was just my little kid brain thinking that. It, it might have been. It, it might have been. I, I doubt it, because Surge would probably be nowhere near where they are Yeah. at that point in time. And then the next thing we freaking see is Dexter translating Pokemon language into English, which I don't think he ever does in any other situation. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure the only thing they've ever used in this series to translate Pokemon language was Team Rocket's Meow. Yeah. Other than that, it's just... I think that I think Dexter had more lines in Pikachu's Vacation than he did in the entire anime. Probably. Yeah, probably. Um, oh, and, and then the Pokemon start doing their own little versions of Pokemon battles, which include a staring contest, a holding breath contest, and a rolling your eyes contest, which Bulbasaur starts... Which isn't really surprising because he's probably stoned out of his mind. <laughs> um, yeah. And then they get into the swimming contest with Meryl and uh, Squirtle. Which... Swimming contest. Yeah. Except apparently not everyone who's there watching the swimming contest realizes they're not supposed to get in the way. Yeah, yeah. Like the Starmie and the Goldie. Well, the thing, I think uh, Meryl actually gets off track because when you see... Starmie hit Meryl into the wall. Uh, Squirtle comes up perpendicular to him. So but Goldine has no Goldine excuse. Is a well, no I excuse. mean, it's Goldine. Nobody cares about Goldine. It just wanted some attention. Um, Cost him that race. Yeah, but well, I just think that Ash is a terrible trainer, and he can't train Squirtle to swim properly. Because, yeah, he thinks he won, and then... Ash is the kind of trainer that will go into the grass and battle the same level 5 Pidgeys until he has a level 100 Pokemon. Yeah. Without evolving them. We'll get into that later. Um, So then, after the swimming contest, Raichu and Pikachu face off in a uh, Flash versus Superman-style fight where they're both running on the water, cheek-to-cheek, which is a little intimate, I would say, Uh, and they run over Charizard's tail, which he absolutely deserves... And then Team Rocket, uh, Meowth, Ekans, uh, Meowth, Arbok, and Weezing are there for apparently no reason. Yeah, well, I mean, they were probably following Ash and then they just decided to unload their... I, we'll get into Meowth following Pikachu a little obsessively in more movies when every time they have a Pikachu short, Meowth shows up for no reason. Including that one where he's a window washer? Yeah, and they have... They hire them out for odd jobs, apparently, when they're not, you know, failing at stealing Pokemon. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Charizard starts chasing after Raichu and Pikachu and gets his head stuck in a... What was that? A slide-slash-playground yeah, thing? It's like a slide-slash-playhouse. Yeah. It's weird. I'm sure there's a name for it, but... I yeah, don't it's know just it a weird playhouse with a slide on top. Uh, and he deserves it. I hate Charizard because he cost Ash his match in the Indigo League. He, 
Okay, I was gonna say he didn't have enough badges, but technically he did have enough badges yeah, to train him. Yeah, if you get to the end of the freaking the Indigo Plateau, you have enough badges to train any level Pokemon, even traded ones. Yeah, Charizard had no excuse. So, <laughs> and then you brought up a good point when we were watching that. Why doesn't he just break down the playground? I mean, he broke almost everything else getting to the point where he was stuck. Yeah, exactly. And they rebuild the stuff anyway, so I don't know why Onix just didn't come in and smash it and. Maybe yeah. Charizard has a freaking necklace for a while, but other than that... Yeah, they, they would have solved a lot of the issue with him being, you know, trapped in the slide. Yeah, and apparently Cubone is the only one strong enough to help out, and he refuses to because he's the lonely Pokemon. So after they eventually do pull his stupid head out, uh, he flies away with Psyduck on the rope, and then lands with Meowth in his butt. I want to... Right before that, Meowth has, is currently trying to catch a cat nap, as he puts it. Yeah. Like, different locations. And where does he keep his sleep mask? And then, later on, when... The bomb? Yeah, the bomb that pulls out of nowhere. I... To hammer space. Uh, I don't know. And is it just because he's Team Rocket's Meowth that he, he carries bombs around? I would assume so. I would assume that's something they just have, because they're Team Rocket. They need bombs. Like, I can understand if he was a random Pokemon and had an ability kind of thing to yeah. pull out said item yeah. that that would work but he's just pulling out random mundane objects <laughs> yeah. at this point maybe he has a backpack that we don't see off, off screen because he is by himself without Team Rocket so he might need the backpack um, okay. and then we'll just get right into Pokemon the first movie I mean unless you have anything else to say about that I'm still concerned about where all the tires came from Oh, yeah, the freaking <laughs> tires they used to set up the... Playground. The playground. I, I don't know. There's I mean, no cars in the Pokemon universe. Yeah, like, you so. see a car, like, every, like, so often, but there's more c- tires than there are cars I've seen in the show. And maybe they just make tires out of habit, and they don't really know what they're for. Uh, yeah, in the Pichu Brothers episode, that entire playground is it's made, made out, out of tires. tires. So, maybe they just make tires with no cars. Okay. Alright, my only real concern with that. Okay, so we'll move right on to the Pokemon movie. So it starts off with a new intro, which wasn't in the theater version. No. I know, it wasn't when I went. Uh, so it's called, what, Origins of Mewtwo? And it's it, it was definitely released after the first movie, but it's tacked on to like any later release of um, the, was it, Mewtwo Strikes Back? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm so used to calling it Pokemon the first movie because that's how it's, I know it. I, wasn't it released in America as Pokemon the first movie? Like, that it, was the it, title of it? It's the entire thing. Pokemon the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back. I never It's heard. an exceptionally long title of yeah. a movie. Uh, it's very, um, what's the word? Forward thinking, too, because it's the first movie. You kind of... Well, with, first a, with of a franchise that had already been as successful as Pokemon was at this yeah. point... It was obvious they were going to continue making movies. Yeah, and they obviously were setting up for Gen 2, so they yes. probably knew they were going to make more movies. But Okay, uh, and it starts off with the scientists looking for Mew, or at least Mew fossils. It's kind of strange that the fossil they find, it doesn't seem like it would fit into a Mew at any yeah. location, except for maybe like a ribcage or something. Yeah, it's really it looks, tiny. It looks more like a feather. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like a feather or like a weird hair with like other hairs coming off of it. It doesn't look like any part of a... A Mew. A Mew. Or a fishbone, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. definitely not a Mew. No. There's no part of that. And then we get to see Babby Mewtwo in his little bubble. 
Uh, I don't know if you noticed this because I know you don't pay attention to other animes and such, but the doctor who was the father of Amber and the one who was in charge of cloning Mewtwo, he bared a really strong resemblance to Dr. Tenma from the Astro Boy series. That's, yeah, I recognized him, yeah. All right, yeah, the one who was Astro Boy's original father. Yeah, yeah, I, I knew I recognized his facial features, but I couldn't put where he was. It was either yeah. Astro Boy or some it, other older anime. G- give him a look later on, uh, yeah. Dr. Tenma. Um, and, uh, speaking of which, we meet Amber 2, uh, the little clone girl that uh, this doctor, who doesn't have a name, no, he was never actually addressed. He, he, none of the scientists were given names. Uh, yeah, his daughter died, apparently, and he wanted to clone her, so he made Amber 2, which is a really screwed up thing that, I mean, I guess it's very self-aware, you know it's a clone, you're not kind of trying to trick yourself, but Amber 2... Yeah, that, that's kind of... That's kind of messed up. I mean, yeah. call her Amber. I mean, she calls herself Amber. She knows she's Amber. Yeah, she's like, I'm Amber 2, but I'm really just Amber. Okay. Um, and we also meet Bulbasaur 2, Charmander 2, and Squirtle 2, which aren't. I mean, even Mewtwo is a pretty stupid name, but it's one of those stupid names that you accept because I guess you're a little kid when you first hear it. I wasn't a little kid when I first saw this part. But it's. I think, actually, I think Amber 2 and the other Pokemon 2s throw into sharp relief how stupid Mewtwo's name is. Yeah, just, just a bit because. Yeah. Mewtwo said just like that. It sounds like a, a regular name. It doesn't yeah. sound like anything special. Yeah. But when you're doing th- adding just two to the yeah. end of other names... Oh, yeah. I have down here. Amber 2 is just a glowing plasma cloud. Because yeah. the, the other three Pokemon are Pokemon, Mewtwo is Mewtwo, and Amber 2... Well, I guess they wouldn't want to have a little girl in a tank. I'm assuming the entire concept of cloning humans and such is why it wasn't in the original release. Probably, yeah. That, that was definitely a touchy subject back in the 90s. Especially because, spoilers if you don't know it, she dies. Yes. Um, and then we have a flashback of this Tenma lookalike having his wife leave him because he's trying to clone their daughter and that's not cool with her because it's not- creepy as shit and she's a glowing plasma cloud. And then Mewtwo gets taken to Amber 2's Remember Place, which always reminds me of the Fallout 3 level with the oh. psychotic guy. When, when you get put back into the old school neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah. And it's all peaceful and old timey. You start killing people. Yeah, and then, as you said, the 2's die, all of them, including Amber 2. And Mewtwo starts freaking out because he's left alone, which I thought was a pretty interesting thought. Because Mewtwo doesn't have any, like, memories or knowledge of anything, as it, as is exampled when he sees the sun and the wind and thinks the moon is another sun. Well, he's never experienced any of that. Yeah. I mean, he's essentially a fetus at this yeah. point. So when Amber 2 goes away, he's left in darkness because he can't use his mind to create any scenarios because he has no point of reference, which is really interesting and probably more than the creators were thinking of, but... And, yeah, then he starts freaking out. His brain waves go all over the place. So they use the serum to make him forget. It's just, use the serum. Um, and then he falls asleep for... For years? Years, it seems. Yeah, I he guess. Goes, he goes from small Mewtwo to big Mewtwo. So when they found and made Mewtwo, how old do you think Ash was? Do you think it was five years before he set out? I want to say it probably happened when Ash was, like, very young. Yeah. Like, Way before that. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm going to guess the expedition happened maybe even before Ash was born when they found okay. the initial the fish fossil. bone. Yeah, yeah, the new fish bone. Yeah, because yeah, it doesn't really specify how long he was asleep and how badly Giovanni wanted Mewtwo. And then the movie actually begins with the late t- title card. And 20 minutes in. Yeah, 20 minutes in. Uh, you know, actually, it doesn't even happen yet. There's still a whole lot of introduction, like with the creepy Mewtwo intro, where he's going, What am I? Who am I? Under the narration of, Life is so great and mysterious and all this stuff. And then Mewtwo actually wakes up in his tank. And then flat out murders him. Yeah. Yeah, all the scientists are congratulating themselves, and Mewtwo's like, No, screw this, you're dead. Why do you think they decided to give Mewtwo ball fingers? I have no idea. I can only assume that it was an evolutionary joke played on Mewtwo, because Mew doesn't have any ball fingers. He has little nubby things, but he doesn't have balls at the end of his fingers. And that's probably why I killed everyone, because if I had, like, giant freaking orbs at the end of my fingers, even when I was little, I thought that was stupid. Yeah, and on your ankles, for whatever reason. Yeah, I think they left him in the cloning tank a little too long. Yeah, after he kills everyone, Giovanni shows up and is like, yeah, we can rule the world together. And Mewtwo straight up says, I don't actually need you for that. And Giovanni just makes up some bullshit on the fly. He's like, no, come on, please, please. I can I can hone you into a killing machine. Sure, that'll work. And then we get the awesome thing that is Armored Mewtwo. Yes, Armored which, Mewtwo. Which should totally be an event Pokemon in the game. Yes, that's, I have that written down here. He needs to be in a game. Any freaking game. Oh. I would love Armored Mewtwo. And what do they do with his great power? He helps Team Rocket catch Tauros. Yes, catch a bunch of Tauros. So he's on par with a ten-year-old boy now. Yes, and cheat at the gym. Trounces every single fight he's in because he's the world's strongest Pokemon, which they throw around a lot in this movie. Yeah. To be fair, at that time he was. Yeah, well, world's strongest known Pokemon, I guess. Yeah. He beats Gary, which I'm very happy about because Gary is a fucking asshole. But I also thought that was a cool touch in the anime when they actually showed that in the running anime, the clip uh, where yes, Ash yeah. or Gary gets beaten and you actually see Mewtwo flying out of the gym. Ash has a very bad habit in the anime of catching glimpses of rare Pokemon yeah. that just disappear. Yeah, he even mentions that later in the movie where he can, he can see the legendaries, but he never catches the legendary, which is probably for the best because who would want to switch out a legendary after they caught it? He would type cast wrong. He would. Oh, uh, he, yeah. would, he, he would element cast wrong. Mewtwo finally gets sick of it and confesses his love for Godsmack and saying, I stand alone, and just leaves. And then we get the super late title card okay. after he, he finally gets the hell out. And then we come upon Ash, Misty, and Brock having a, a lunch. And the team Aqua Grunt. Yes, the team Aqua Grunt shows up. It, with the red headband. Yeah, it, a palette-swapped aqua grunt, because that headband is an aqua thing. Shows up, and he sends out Don Fan. An, another another Gen, Gen 2, 2 character, which... I mean, Don... I have nothing against no, Don Fan. It, it was, to be fair, it matched his character yeah, pretty well. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you unless you're going for the actual rock, uh, aqua grunt. Yeah. yeah no, I don't think he had any water. But, yeah. uh... Yeah, he was, he was two gens too early for Team Aqua. Donphan goes up against Bulbasaur that knows Solar Beam because Ash doesn't fucking evolve his Pokemon ever. Well, to be fair, Bulbasaur doesn't want to evolve. Yeah, that, that's true. And then we have him send out a Machamp afterwards 
and Ash sends out a Squirtle, which yeah. is a high-level Squirtle, I'm sure, but he has a Pidgeotto. Flying is strong, super effective against... Ash has always been notorious for being bad at, you know... Type, type matching? Yeah. yeah. And we'll probably see... Well, we see that later in the next fight when <laughs> the fucking Team Aquagun just straight-up cheats and throws three Pokeballs out, which include a Pinsir, a Venonat, and a Golem, and then he sends Pikachu... Who kills them all? Well, of course, it's Pikachu. Yeah, of course, because it's Pikachu. Even though actual casting, he would have no effect against the Golem whatsoever. Yeah, he would have gotten rolled easily. And then ah, the Team well. Rocket Grunt has his favorite, my favorite line for him: "Oh no!" <laughs> Just yells "Oh no!" and then leaves. Uh, then we get to see Team Rocket watching for no reason. It, this movie likes to cut to Team Rocket. I've come to the conclusion that Team Rocket exists in these movies for the sheer purpose of making bad puns. <laughs> I actually, I, I agree with that. Like, they, I don't, they, they, they did do. not actually contribute anything to this movie except for providing the boat at one point. Yeah, because the first thing James says is like, Pikachu just charged his card or something like that. So yeah, they, they made several Pikachu-related electric jokes, as have been heard a million times. Uh then Mewtwo sends out Dragonite to invite Ash to to the island, to New Island, to fight. And uh, Brock hits on the little hollow lady because that's what Brock does. You know, that, that little card actually kind of reminds me of the holocaster from the New Gems. Yeah, it does a quite a bit, yeah. Yeah, it, it even has, like, the same layout as the holocaster, I think. Which is pretty cool. I mean, it's nice if they went back and grabbed that for that idea. I, know, I was thinking the same thing with the Aqua Grunt. Yeah, nice uh, I was like, we like his design so much, we're just going to use it for the gen after Actually, this. That's, that's pretty true. Also, it's a skull and crossbones, so... It's very generic piratey. Yeah, but it definitely looked like it, an aquagun. Um, then Mewtwo makes a storm to make everything harder for any of the trainers who want to... And then we get up. all the exposition oh, yeah. for the movie. Yeah, with the semi-racist gypsy lady. Who we see once more at the very end of the movie. Yeah. And has no actual relevance to anything in the movie. Yeah, she just comes up and just say something about tears of Pokemon filling the ocean or something like that. The ancient it's, legends. Yeah, it's it's really not good. It might have been better in Japanese, but also the, the, the their officer Jenny there talks a lot about problems that don't involve the current situation. Like, like what? Well, how she start? She was telling everyone about the storm and how they have to stay in, and then she immediately switched her conversation to about the missing nurse Joy. Yeah, and if somehow if you're outside of here and you happen to see her. Make sure to come back there and let her know. Well, nurse, or, uh, Officer Jenny just doesn't want to do her job. She just doesn't. She doesn't want to go out in the storm because screw that. So she'll just have anyone who's leaving do it for her. And then a bunch of trainers say, "Screw it, we're gonna brave the storm anyway." One guy has a Gyarados. One has a Pidgeot, which we'll get into later. <laughs> um, Pidgeot. What is the? Oh, right, Blastoise was what the other chick had, right? And one guy flies off on a Firo. Who we'll never see again. I think someone had a dugong. Someone else besides... Oh, no, that's what the chip rides off on, I a think, is the, is the dugong. And, um, yeah, a couple people just straight up die in that storm. Because they're never seen again. Yeah. And you know, That's something we should check later on. Just in the end, yeah. after YouTube does things, if they're back in the Pokemon Center. Yeah, that's a good little thing to check out. I didn't... I definitely didn't look because I was kind of checked out myself at the end of that movie. Cause that, that movie is a trial. It, it, it's yeah, it's it's it not wasn't, bad. It wasn't bad when you were little. Yeah. Oh, it's still a decent movie. Yeah. But anyway, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um. Then we get into the 
definitely racist Team Rockets. The super Scandinavian stereotypes. The Vikings. Yeah, you won the Ragnar boat, yeah. Oh, it's so bad. And the fact that Ash mentions Minnesota. Yeah. In the Vikings Yeah, joke. the line is, Brock says, I didn't think Vikings, or no, do you think Vikings are still around? And they, uh, Ash says, yeah, in Minnesota, or something like that. It's it's a really that, that makes you think like about the continuity of their world because if Ash knows yeah yeah it's like, definitely the location a, of Minnesota it's definitely a throwaway joke and you, you probably shouldn't linger on it too long but it definitely does throw you off when they make a pun like that and then yeah the the boat tips over and everyone gets knocked out and Ash and Misty have to use their star U and Squirtle to survive which just makes me want to yell evolve your pokemon ash again because if they had blastoise it would have been so much easier and any larger water yeah, pokemon anything i mean a good way to a season he would have had his lapras and he would have been fine yeah yeah he, i'm kind of concerned about how the togepi in misty's bag knew when they were going to land in the water to hold its breath because they were under the water for quite some time yeah it's true uh, uh yeah i don't know i'm sure once it hit the water it probably did it instinctively maybe but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure babies instinctively hold breath when dumped into a lake. Togepi's are stupid. I mean, <laughs> who cares if that thing dies anyway? Uh, harsh. Well, I'm not a fan of Togepi. But he gets better. I'm not a fan of this version of Togepi. He tries to kill Pikachu in the, in the beginning of the movie when he almost falls off that cliff, and then Pikachu does fall off the cliff. Then they finally do make it. And Do you think the, uh, the green light there at the end of the dock was a Gatsby reference? I thought it was. Yeah, that's the, every time I see that thing. I, something I would have picked up a little. I never actually put, thought about that. Yeah, every time I see, I obviously didn't think about it when I was little, but every time I see it now, I think of Gatsby. And then yeah, Brock recognizes Nurse Joy who comes to greet them. How do you? Okay, I was. This, this is going to be racist technically against Nurse Joy's. How do you not recognize a Nurse Joy? Yeah. But then again, I know that there's all subtle differences. Because there is an episode where Brock starts listing all the differences between the Nurse Joyce he's encountered. Yeah. That's which is... Yeah, that's super creepy to begin yeah. with. Yeah. That he's taking notes on all these joys. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't have recognized her with... I definitely didn't when I was little. I wouldn't have recognized her with her hair down... Her hair covered and all that she stuff. She looks just like any other anime yeah, girl. She's very generic. I mean, that's kind of one of the problems Pokemon had in, to begin with, is all the characters were very simple and generic, but... It's a testament to anime in the 90s, and so... Look at things like Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, super characters. simple. They're all the same character. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and then, then they end up in the uh, dining hall, where we find out that most of the trainers didn't make it. They're straight up dead, lost at sea. Um, the only three are the water trainer with the Gyarados, the... Pidget, fly, the Pidget trainer. The Pidgeot trainer, and the Wigglytuff trainer, who has a dugong. Who apparently the Pidgeot trainer has claims it's a Pidgeotto now. Yes, yes, he thinks that's a Pidgeotto. And the thing is, there were like at least one other trainer that went after them and didn't make it, but Team Rocket made it with a wheezing. So do you think Team Rocket's a pretty good team? To be fair, I think they are because Ash's Pikachu is so high level, that's pretty much the reason they keep losing because he has yeah. all the really high level Pokemon. I mean, I can only assume they're decent level. Even yeah. if you lose, you get XP. Yeah. Did you notice that the way Team Rocket gets into Mewtwo's uh, island is the same way, essentially, that Ash and Gang get into uh, Entei's castle in the third movie? 
No, I didn't realize that. Yeah. It's up through the sewers. Yeah. Uh, the sewers are very weak access points. Oh, the water, I have written down here the water trainer made a mistake by picking Vaporeon as their Pokemon. That's just a personal <laughs> thing I have against Vaporeon. There's, a, there's only one choice in Gen 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Jolteon. Yeah, you can't, pick not, you can't not pick Jolteon in Gen 1. And then Mewtwo decides to descend his, his stupid ramp, which takes three hours, because they actually cut to Team Rocket going through the sewers, and then they come back to Mewtwo, and he's still coming down. <laughs> which was, And then they all realize that Mewtwo's a Pokemon, and the water trainer says, Oh, Pokemon can't be Pokemon trainers. So he attacks him. And gets completely wrecked. That, that tends to happen when you go, you know, try to fist fight a Pokemon. Yeah. Okay, Hash finds out later, too. Uh, and then Mewtwo lets go of Joy's mind control. I don't understand why he did it at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess once everyone was gathered, that he didn't need her anymore. Yeah, but it still seemed like... What was the point? You had her for how many weeks? Yeah. I, what was the point of just, like, this moment in time? Okay. Whatever. Leave. Yeah, it. I mean, a lot of the little beats in this movie kind of are mistimed. Uh, Team Rocket then, after going through the sewers, finds the cloning lab, and Meowth gets cloned. They do the Who's That Pokemon gag, which I thought was pretty clever. Nice was, yeah, that, was very, that was very clever, especially since a lot of ki- people at the movies at the time yeah. watched the series because they were all kids. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And it's just a nice throwback. It kind of makes you like jump out of your seat and go, oh, I know that part. So what do you think about Mewtwo having all the cloning equipment that he actually destroyed? Um, yeah, I don't really know what to make of that. Like I said, I think uh, Giovanni might have rebuilt it, and Mewtwo just straight up stole the whole island. But other than that, I, I can't think of Mewtwo because himself rebuilding it. Yeah, I was going to say, because he he himself, you know, is not a cloning engineer. No. In the or an electrician. Although I could see him stealing a whole bunch of electronics. Yeah, yeah, he just straight up... Like a VCR or something. Yeah. Oh, then Mewtwo goes... I have written down here. Mewtwo goes into his Team Plasma rant because he just starts saying, oh, Pokemon aren't your slaves. And then Pikachu's like, oh, but we're friends. And then Mewtwo just says, shut up. And then throws his own dark balls at everything. Yeah. Oh, the Pidgey trainer tries to use Raihan because he's like, oh, you're a Pokemon, so I can catch you, right? And tries to attack him, but that doesn't go very well. So then uh, the clones get released. The three, the three super twos, the Charizard two, Blastoise two, and Venusaur two, all get knocked out. They all get, they show up, and uh, Ash calls out Charizard because the other two are already out. The Blastoise and the Venusaur. Yes, because I, I still understand why he needed to bring out his Charizard. He, it's probably a dick waving contest thing. Probably was like, oh, I got that. Ugh. We do know Charizard is a dick. But. Yeah, exactly. Which is evidence in the very next part of the scene where Charizard just looks at Mewtwo and goes, I'm going to kill you now, and tries to attack him, which doesn't work at all. And then Mewtwo accuses Ash of being a bad trainer, which, in all fairness, is true. Well, yeah, absolutely. But, but it's kind of contradicting his fact that he doesn't want trainers to be around, essentially. Yeah, he, he hates trainers, but he hates bad trainers even worse, I guess. So then he sends everyone out to the Pokemon gym that he set up, the little Coliseum, which... Why did you need too many bleachers, Mewtwo? Yeah, you didn't invite more than, like, a dozen people at best, yeah. and yeah, and you have none of them made it. Oh, you know what? That lends credence to the fact that it was Giovanni's thing that Mewtwo stole, though. 
Yeah, that would be that would make more sense if it was an actual like a gym. Yeah. So yeah, that one's a little more. Just went back to Viridian and took everything. <laughs> yeah, he just uprooted all of Viridian City and just rearranged it into parts that he likes. So then they actually have a Pokemon battle between same type Pokemon, which is always fun. First, what is it? The Brute Root, the Venusaur. Yeah, the Pidgeot Trainer's Venusaur, who gets thoroughly trounced. I forget how. I wasn't really. Looking at it at that time. Was it uh, Vine Whip, probably? I think he got thrown. I don't. I don't. Probably headbutted or something like that. There were a lot of physical attacks going on in these one on one fights. Actually, most of the fights. Is. No, hold on. I just thought about it. The Water Trainer doesn't have a fully evolved Pokemon. A fully evolved starter, I should say. It's the the girl who sends out Shell Shocker, the Blastoise. Okay. Because I remember hearing her voice yell, Go, Shell Shocker! Which is... Did you uh, nickname any of your Pokemon in Gen 1? Gen 1? No. No, me either. Uh, I didn't actually nickname them until my third game in Gen 2, which was uh, Crystal. Okay. And I only did that a couple times. I, I usually stuck with base names. Yeah, well, especially for Gen 1, I never changed Pokemon names. I don't know why. It just Gen, Gen 1, did you... What would you name your trainer? I think I kept it with Ash. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just checking. I'm not the only one. Or maybe red. Or actually, I had blue, so it might have been blue. But it was definitely Ash. It, w- it was the standard name. Yeah. All right. I'm not the only one then. Yeah. I mean. I, I mean, I I, I name my trainers after me now. Yeah, absolutely. But, and I have nicknames for all my Pokemon. Yeah, which is kind of odd because it's completely you know opposite of what yeah. I did as a kid. Well, I think we were more purists to the show back then. That that was always my thought. It's like it's it's Pikachu. It's I'm not naming it. Any, I'm not naming it Sparky. I'm not fucking. Okay, I'll start with this Pokemon, but I'm not leaving Viridian Forest till I have my Pikachu. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that made uh, Yellow so much better when you could get Pikachu, Charmander, Squirtle, and Bulbasaur. Well, those are the only Pokemon I freaking used. You got a balanced team. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's a nice team, and I knew how to type match. So, <laughs> uh, so then yeah, after the the fight with. Brute Root, Shell Shocker, and uh, Charizard. Yeah, because he didn't name his Charizard. Yeah, Charizard. Uh, Mewtwo starts stealing Pokemon. He just starts using his clone balls to steal everyone else's Pokemon, which is a dick move. There's not enough trainers to knock the balls away. And the thing is, attacks like Pikachu's Thunder Shock were disabling some of the balls, but they just kept coming. Yeah. And they could steal Pokemon in other Pokeballs. Yeah. But. Couldn't steal Pokemon that were like, say, Togepi and Misty's bag. Yeah, that was weird. My my thought process on that is that Mewtwo didn't realize they were there, he, or the Pokeballs didn't know they I were would, there. I would guess that if you're psychic that powerful, you, you know what what all is around you. Or maybe he just didn't give a shit about Togepi. Who would? I don't know. He cloned Psyduck. That's true. And Vaporeon. He did clone Psyduck and Vaporeon. And at like you mentioned, he steals Pokemon in the Pokeballs. He just straight up steals the Pokeballs themselves, which I don't even want to try to get into physics of that concept. The physics of Pokeballs themselves are just ridiculous yeah, anyway, so... it's super Pokemagic. Pokemon technology has always been kind of wonky. We'll get later into that in the Lugia movie with that uh. floating island castle. So Pikachu tries to fight him off. He, he gets pretty far. He... He attacks all. He decides to climb Mewtwo's giant staircase for some reason. Yeah, I don't get the concept there. Maybe where he, was, where he thought he was going. Yeah, maybe he thought he could get away, get up into that control center and something, but it, it doesn't work. 
It just makes Ash have to run more. Yeah, and Ash does catch Pikachu's clone ball and slide down into the cloning machine with it. And while that's all happening, Team Rocket are playing Who's That Pokemon? One of the best scenes in this movie. They see a Scyther on the screen, and they say, That's an Alakazam. I don't even know. I don't it's know not even it. close. I think it's it's the first one in the scene. Yeah. So you don't often like if you're not paying attention, you don't even notice that they're yeah. completely wrong. Yeah. They get Vileplume right and the other one right, but Alexam. I mean, no, I can't even give them any benefit of the doubt. Oh, actually, I did have a thought about this. Do you think that was the writers screwing up, or do you think that was the writers making Team Rocket screw up? I want to say it was the writers screwing up. Cause yeah, it seems more likely. I have, yeah, I would think that Team Rocket, they, they seem fairly knowledgeable about at least what Pokemon are, like, because they always seem to know what's a rare Pokemon or what they can do. I mean, yeah. It's not like they carry Pokedexes around or anything. Yeah. So I would assume they know what an Alakazam is. Yeah. I assume oh. they know what a Scyther is. Yeah. Nice. You know. So they could tell the difference even in a silhouette version? Yeah. So, I would like to see what that cl- clip Very is. Very sharp spoons on that Alakazam. Yeah. Um, I would like to see what that clip was in Japanese to see if it was corrected there. Same with the Minnesota Vikings. Sort of Vikings. Yeah. Just to see what that... Maybe we'll have to watch the dub version sometime. Ugh, up, just up to that point. Then Ash ends up trying to get himself cloned and breaks the machine by pulling Pikachu out. And then... What, ha- what do you think happened to all the Pokeballs after they went through that machine? They probably just got put into, like, a storage facility or, like, the PC that all the other Pokeballs get put into. Because they don't actually show that piece. They just show yeah. Ash wrecking the machine yeah. and then... It explodes and all the Pokeballs fly out. I just assumed that it was, like, Oak's PC or Bill's PC that it just gets stored digitally somehow because Poke Magic. Yeah, all the clones get released after that, after they're all cloned, and then all the regular Pokemon also get released... Then we have Ash trying to fisticuffs with Mewtwo. Because Ash always does this. Yeah, Ash has a problem with trying to fight Pokemon one on one. Even in the series, not even just against Pokemon, what is it, like episode 2 when he first encounters Team Rocket? No, not 2. First time in Viridian Forest when he encounters yeah. Team Rocket. And his Caterpie is there, and that's the only thing he has left, and his Pikachu is blind. He goes up and tries to punch James in the face. Well, I mean, who wouldn't want to punch James in the face? But yeah. Uh, Ash really doesn't know how Pokemon battles work sometimes. I mean, sometimes he's really good at it, sometimes he's just completely awful at it. And Mew, that's when Mew shows up, finally, after spending the entire movie in the background just dicking around. <laughs> stalking, stalking Team Rocket. Yeah. Mewtwo then starts throwing Shadow Balls at Mew because, obviously, he's pissed at being a clone of Mew. What's a, what is that, a Gen 2 move? Shadow oh, Shadow Ball? Ball? Uh, I don't know, but it's definitely not a Gen 1 move. But uh, Mew doesn't give a shit. No, not at all. He that, I, that Pokemon has the biggest amount of ADD I've seen in quite yeah, a while. I think he goes through this entire movie not realizing the stakes at all. Like, he's just fucking around. Also, he loves bubbles. Yes, he does love bubbles. He's just creating random bubbles for no apparent reason yeah. a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the scene where right after he saves Ash, he just creates a bubble for himself and starts bouncing on it. It's like, this is what I do. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Mew probably has the brain of a child. Looking at him, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. It's very innocent. This is where it gets, starts to get preachy. Fighting yeah. is wrong. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, literally the uh, line Misty says. Fighting is wrong. It's like, okay, thanks for laying it out there. Pokemon are, aren't supposed to fight. 
Not like this. Yeah, not like this. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, yeah, Ash is still on the roof when the, the fight starts to happen. It's like, uh, uh, Mewtwo says, oh, we'll see who the greatest Pokemon are. I'll seal all of their special attacks so they can't use any cool-looking abilities. They'll just hand-to-hand fight. I mean, Lee is fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> and they have the opportunity to have a really cool fight scene where, like, Charizards are flying up in the air doing aerial combat like they were doing earlier in the movie. Hydro pumps going off, solar beams connecting and exploding. Psydu- or, uh, Psyduck. Psyducks will probably do the, the slap fight. But uh, Golduck's using psychic attacks kind of like Mewtwo does. But no, no, no special attacks. Just run into each other or slap each other or headbutt each other or bite someone on the freaking neck. Oh, that scene where Charizard bites the other Charizard. <laughs> you can actually see like the teeth go in. Oh, every time I see that, it hurts my neck. Oh, and then Brother by Brother starts playing, which is just... Oh, it's it, so heavy-handed. It hurts. Seems a lot more heavy-handed now. Back then, I didn't have a problem with it when I was a kid, honestly. I think I was 12 when I saw this movie, and, like, this part didn't really get to me. It was when Pikachu wasn't fighting back that I started rolling my eyes, and I was like, oh, here we go with an anti-violence message. And it was just, oh, it, it, it did really rub me the wrong way, even when I was 12. I was just happy to be there when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. It was a movie theater, it was a lot of people there, it was Pokemon. What yeah, actually, I think this was probably one of the first movies that I became, like, self-aware of how bad movies can be, which was weird. Um, and then we get to the Meowths fighting, where they just, they just don't, don't fight. fight. <laughs> so, ah, screw it. And, I, like I said, uh, I think Meowth is the bender of the Pokemon world, where, uh, how can I fight me? I love me. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why they didn't fight. I mean, there is a anti-racism message where it's like, no matter what we, where we come from or what we look like on the outside. We still share, share the same planet, the same sky. <laughs> That's so bad. We still share. This is all our Earth, our air. Then Brock says, these Pokemon look like they'll fight to the death. And Misty comes in with another great one-liner. That's a fight that no one will win. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, it, it, uh, really? Yeah, it just yeah. it gets so heavy-handed so hard that just watching the end of this movie... Most of this movie's really fun. The villain obviously looks super powerful and it's hard to see if you can overcome these odds. That's how the movies always work. But having it end in this fashion is just feels like a slap in the face. Especially what comes up next. Uh, where Mewtwo and Mew uh, finally square off and they're going to do their final attacks and Ash runs in the middle because that's what Ash does. He doesn't know how to not run into the middle of stuff. <laughs> and he gets turned to stone. Because that's how psychic powers work. Yes. If, if two psychic powers collide, anything in the middle turns to stone. I, it's, it's the shadow realm of the Pokemon universe, basically. Because it happens later in the series where uh, Pikachu gets turned to stone. It's like, we can't kill them. So you're stone now. So you're turned to stone. You're petrified. Just send some Geodudes to deal the job. Yeah, right? Yeah, they don't mind. Some Onyxes. Then all the Pokemon start crying. Including the cloned ones who don't actually know who or what Ash is. Yeah, they have really no stake in Ash's existence or his sacrifice. It doesn't really make sense. But meanwhile, Misty and Brock, along with the other humans, they're not crying. They no. don't care that Ash yeah. is gone. Well, they're, they're upset, but... But not, not, not really as upset true. as the Pokemon, yeah. especially the cloned ones. Yeah, which is really fucked up. 
I mean, I get that uh, Pikachu sad. Yeah. And Bulbasaur. Yeah. Sad. But uh, even maybe Vulpix and Psyduck. The ones that have been traveling with yeah. him. Yeah. But, yeah, the, clo- the clones out of all of them don't make sense for them to be crying. And then the gypsy, gypsy girl's prophecy comes true. Yes, all the tears heal Ash's petrification because Pokemon magic. And that's, there's really no explanation given at all. No, that's, that's what the gypsy lady was for. She yeah. was the explanation of, of events that would eventually occur yeah. in this movie, which wouldn't make sense. Super foreshadowing of nonsense. Nonsense really doesn't need foreshadowing. <laughs> just, just an FYI. And there's then there's more preaching about birth and air and all that stuff. And Mewtwo's like, okay, I see the air of my ways now because this little boy turned to stone, which doesn't make any sense. But, I mean, at this point, we're all off the rails, so it doesn't matter. And he decides to steal all, well, take all of his clone Pokemon. And fly away. And fly away with them, including Gyarados, which is hilarious to watch. And then he wipes everyone's memory, teleports them back. In time. In time, like three days. How? Mewtwo. I mean, at at this point, after Ash turned to stone, it literally jumped the rails. It's completely off the reservation. Yeah, he bends time, sends everyone back. I guess it was one day, two days, something like that. Yeah, something like that. I think it's a day or so. Yeah, everyone forgets, and Ash says, why are we here? And then Missy goes, I forget the line, but it basically hand waves who cares why we're here? See, that's the scene I want to see. That if those trainers that di- apparently died at the yeah. end, trying to get to New Island are still in the Pokemon <laughs> Center now, that'd be great. Or if they're just permanently gone. Yeah, he only reversed time for the people that were there. That were there. And then Ash glimpses Mew and says, "Oh, I've seen rare Pokemon before. I'm never going to catch them, but I've seen them." When he mentions Hello. And oh, we get a little Team Rocket thing where they're still stuck on New Island, but they don't give a shit because yeah. they have their memories wiped. Yeah, because apparently Mewtwo was able to wipe their memories, but didn't know they were there, I guess, because he yeah. didn't teleport them away. Yeah, he, he had no idea they were there. Also, New Island was destroyed again, back to it like it was yeah. when Mewtwo escaped. So that also lends credence to the fact that Mewtwo stole all that <laughs> shit, I guess. <laughs> or maybe he destroyed it afterwards again. somehow. I don't know. I don't know. With this Mewtwo time bending, he could have gone back in time and stolen the lab that he was yeah. in. Yeah. Which, uh, I don't know. A lot know of this movie doesn't make any goddamn sense, even in the Pokemon universe. One of the things I did like about the Mew and Mewtwo fight, mm-hmm. uh, the auras were reversed from what they you would think normally. Mewtwo is the antagonist of the, of the movie, but his power was a blue aura, which is usually associated with the good guys. Yeah. And Mew's aura was the red aura, which is usually associated with a villain or a darker mm-hmm. character. Even though he was the pure character. Yeah. To be fair, it was pinkish. But yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was red. The red versus blue dichotomy is there. Yeah. Like in everything. But you know, the bad guy wasn't red. Bad. Yeah. yeah. He did throw little black balls out though. But yeah, he wasn't he wasn't personified with the, the bad color. So that that's basically the whole movie. Uh, so you wanna get into your favorite Pokemon and favorite least favorite Pokemon? What was your favorite Pokemon of this movie? My favorite Pokemon in this movie? I really like Don Fan. I know he was only there for a short time. Yeah. But it was the coolest Gen 2 Pokemon we had seen up to this point. Yeah, definitely better than Snubble. I mean, he could roll into a... He was like a pill bug, but, yeah. you know, sort of like a rhino, but not. Like or a boar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I mean, when I first saw it, I think I was more resentful when I was little. When I was little, because I couldn't get it. So it wasn't a real Pokemon <laughs> to me. Like it, it wasn't was a taunt. In, if it wasn't in Gen One, it it was fake. 
like Meryl, like all those screens of Meryl you saw before. The Poke Pika Blue. Pika Blue. So, yeah, I think... 90s kids will understand that one. Yeah. When uh, when I first saw it, I probably didn't appreciate it as much because I was, I was a Gen 1-er hardcore. So, yeah, that's a good one, though. Uh, mine was Mew because it's, it's Mew. I, 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 I do love me some Mew. I love Mew ever since I saw that movie. Mew has been one of my favorite. It wasn't my favorite Pokemon. My favorite Pokemon has always been Jigglypuff up until Gen 6, but... Have you, have you seen the original Sprite in red and blue? Yes, <laughs> I've seen the original Mew Sprite, and Christ, I'm so glad they changed it, because I think it's horrifying. Wow. It's easy to see where they clone Mewtwo from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if they can clone Mewtwo from red and blue Mew, it makes sense that it looks so fucked up. Oh my god, that thing is horrible. So, what Pokemon did you hate in this movie? Dragonite. Dragonite, really? Dragonite. Mostly because he's kind of super derpy. He's always super derpy, though. Also because I still resent my cousin for getting the rare card, and I got the oh. most common card at the movie theater. Fair. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, he got the Dragonite. Because so. I think there were four or five of us kids that went. Yeah. And everyone got a Dragonite, except for him. Oh. And he got the Mewtwo, which at the time was like a $60 card. Yeah. And we, like, all flip shit, and this guy came over and was actually trying to get him to trade with his Dragonite for it. Wow. Like, we had our parents there, luckily, and yeah. they, they essentially chased the guy away. That's fucked up. Yeah. Remember back in the 90s when old men could come up to little kids and not get immediately chased away? Hey, uh, little kid, remember to see my Dragonite? Oh, yeah. I always liked the Derby Dragonite because it always reminded me of Puff the Magic Dragon, which I always uh-huh. figured it was based uh-huh. off of. I don't know where I got that imagery from, but that's, it, it makes sense. That's always where I, I mean, mine's obvious. My my least favorite Pokemon is Snubble. It's it's just, I hate Snubble. I really hate Snubble. I, I know you hate Snubble, but, but really, I mean, it's Snubble. It, I mean, it wasn't even in the main movie. It was no, the movie. that's how much I hate Snubble. It's so ugly, and it's so angry that it's ugly and pink. I don't know. I couldn't think of any other Pokemon besides maybe Vaporeon that I didn't like in this movie. And Vaporeon didn't even have a big role in it. It, it's just kind it was of a just background. a Vaporeon. It was just the wrong choice. Uh, so what was your favorite scene of this movie? I don't really know. I guess the climax, because it mean it was over. No, <laughs> that, that's mean. That's mean. Uh, I enjoyed a lot of the movie. Yeah. It, like you said, it got heavy-handed, so I was kind of happy it was over, but yeah. it was over. Like, it didn't... It drug it out, but it didn't exceptionally drag it out. Yeah don't know. Like, okay. Every time I try to think of an action scene, it's kind of interspersed with scenes that I didn't like. Yeah, none of the action scenes after the first trainer battle were really any interesting. They were all either type matching, the same type, or slap fights, literally. I, th- I think I'm going to have to end up eventually going with when Mewtwo was capturing all of the actual Pokemon. Okay. With the clone balls. Because... It was a pretty intense scene yeah. to see if Pikachu was actually going to be able to get away. Yeah. And then trying to rescue Pikachu. Yeah, it was definitely a worry. My favorite scene was the Vikings. Just the most the, racist scene in the, the movie. terrible accents they use and the Vikings Minnesota joke. Just, it was it was better than, and maybe the Who's That Pokemon scene, which I really, I really like that throwback, even when I was a little bit. So, do you have a least favorite scene? I mean... Oh, I think both of ours, it, it, all it, the preachy it's just, stuff. It, yeah, it's just how preachy it got. Yeah. And it was kind of... I mean, they kind of hinted at it at the beginning and that, but it got yeah. so heavy-handed at the end. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I said... It was just so off-putting. We should probably watch the, the dub version, the Japanese version, to see how bad it gets. Because, I mean, with Misty just, like, saying straight out, fighting is wrong, it, it just... It felt so forced and... 
it could have been handled way more subtly. So what's your rating on this one? Finally, between uh, we'll probably explain the rating system first. Yeah. We're doing a Pokeball rating system where Pokeball is the worst, Great Ball is good, Ultra Ball is really good, and Master Ball is loved it. I want to see past the nostalgia goggles, but I really can't. I'm even though how heavy handed it is, I'm gonna to have to go with Ultra Ball just because really? it's the first one and it just it's so ingrained into my mind from when I was little. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I went with Great Ball because even when, like I said, even when I was little, I kind of got that. Ugh, this is so heavy handed crap. And the I, I must have been really cynical when I was little because when I saw Ash well, when you were little. Well, I must have started out cynical, because when I saw Ash get turned to stone, I wasn't upset. I was just like, this isn't going to happen. They can't, like, I wasn't like, oh no, they can't do this. I was like, no, they're not going to do this. Like, they can't just kill off Ash. That's not going to happen. I would have changed my tune had they actually killed off Ash. I would have been weeping like a freaking toddler. (laughs) But I knew they couldn't do it. I think, you know what? I know what it is. I know what made me so cynical about the Pokemon franchise. They hurt me once before with Pikachu's Goodbye. Oh, Pikachu's Goodbye. They, they pulled at your heartstrings so hard and then just didn't do anything with it. Like, I mean, obviously Bye Bye Butterfree is yeah, everyone's... They, that, that's, that's the one that got me. Yeah, that, that's uh, what gets everyone. Tears, Bye Bye Butterfree. so many tears. Yeah, but then they tried it again with Pikachu's Goodbye and they didn't follow through with it. Honestly, that, I still cried during Pikachu's Goodbye. Oh, oh God, yeah. When I, when I first saw it, yeah, that was... A tearjerker too, but when Pikachu showed up back, I was very relieved. But I felt like switcheroo'd. So it, after that, I, I don't think I ever accepted a finality in it, in the Pokemon series, unless that that actually will the idea of you know Pokemon leaving or people dying and coming back will come back in later movies yeah, as yeah. well. Any of the movies. Okay, so that's it for our first episode of Gen Zero. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time. Later. Later.